Welcome to Kitchen Counter Chat, where we laugh, we eat, and we live. Wow. I am Chef RJ. I am Chef Tiffany Janelle. Welcome to the party. Welcome to the party, episode number two. I mean, hey, thank y'all for coming back. We appreciate you. And you better have came back. Right. (laughs) Uh, We're rolling right along into this. Um, What's tea? I mean, I, speaking of back, like we're back, like, Fat back, fat back, taffy, Jill Scott, Lizzo. I just want to discuss the big girl conversation. Okay. Like the elephant in the room that's like been the thing for like the last year. That no pun intended, huh? None at all. Okay. Um, so you know, as a as a plus size woman, as a BBW, as a girl of a certain size, I have been asked a number of times, "What do I think about Lizzo?" And recently, um, it was brought to my attention that Jill Scott has been on the scene for a while, and obviously for twenty years, doing an amazing job. Um, what I think about the antics of Lizzo. Mm -hmm. And I think that at first, I, well, let me be clear. I fully support women being in their bodies. I'm a womanist. I'm not a feminist. I am a womanist. I feel like women being in their bodies, the bodies that God gave you, and then the bodies that maybe we've let fluff up or fluff down from giving birth and all these things, Mm -hmm. you have every right to be exactly who you are. I think that there's a fine line. And that's where we're at now. We're walking the tightrope. Again, no pun intended. So the tightrope here is that Lizzo girl, like, as a big girl, I'm a well-dressed big girl. I like to cover and uncover my body in certain ways. That is Very well. You know. You saw our promo shoot. Mm, you know, that thigh meat is coming out. Titties, <laughs> you know, the photographer asked me, that, are your titties supposed to be out? Yes, a little <laughs> bit, but not a lot of it. You know, so, yes, I believe in selling... Um, you know, your freedom and, and being a sexual person, there's nothing wrong with that. Cause please know that big girls and big men are fucking. I want to say mm-hmm. that out loud. Like we have sex. We have a lot of sex. It's not no sex. Cause you're a big person. I don't know where this whole, like, notion. There's, mm-hmm. yeah, there's a notion that big people don't have intimacy. So mm-hmm. that's definitely there. Back to Lizzo. Um, my thing with her at this point is it's a fine line of like, okay, I'm on stage. I got my onesie on. I got my ass out, and y'all going to get that because y'all paid to come to my show yeah. or you're at an event where you know I'm going to be there, and you're okay with whatever it is that I give. Yeah. It was the Laker game where I think that everyone was just that aroused. That was the big one, yeah. Literally the big one. Damn, the puns keep yeah, coming. Yeah, right. they just keep coming. Right. Okay, so, you know, so, you know, I got a call right after that um, by someone that I revere and love, older woman who called. She was like, so, Tiffany, let's talk. I mean, let's talk about this Lizzo thing. I'm like, well, I got to be the person to talk to you about Lizzo. And she was like, well, because I respect how you dress, da, da, da. And I said, well, I don't think that she should have been at the Laker game with her ass out. And here's the thing. I'm not here to police your body as a woman. I don't believe mm-hmm. in pe- policing nobody's body. But I do believe in being in a time and place. And tact. Tact. We for your a, ass specifically. We live in a society still. And we, I, we, we don't want to accept that sometimes. And I'm all for people pushing the boundaries, being who you are, accepting your body and all those things. But will anyone think of the children? Because I'm <laughs> keeping it but because my brother and I had this conversation at length. Um, shout out to Garrick. I said, we both agree, like, Cardi could do it and everybody grow up, go up for it. But I would have had the same comment about Cardi showing up to a Laker game with her two cheeks out. I, it doesn't matter. The, that part size didn't matter to me. But side note, I think that's why Cardi wasn't in the Super Bowl because there was no way they should have played that song. <laughs> And Listen. she didn't come up. I think she came out there and she was uh, backstage, and they was like, "Ah, oh, nah, baby, what yeah. you doing? You they, can't do that. You giving us we pasties. not doing. We not doing Latin Janet, not tonight." Yeah. And she just didn't show up. I swear to God that she was. There, to be yeah, there. there's no reason why Bad Bunny was there. I mm-hmm. like it. Shakira laid out and rolled around and did a greasy roll, and y'all didn't have Cardi B pop out the bottom. Yeah, it made no sense. But you know, we'll we'll come back to Cardi because I think she's another person that's ushered in like freedom of body and you know sexualization. Women. We can be sexual. Uh, Lizzo, I ain't mad. Baby, you can be fucking 10 dudes all together, however you want to live your life. Mm-hmm. But in this arena, what my brother and I were talking about is like people going up for Cardi and everybody. But if Cardi did that, she's a mom now. And I mm-hmm. think that even if she wasn't a mom, sitting on the front row of the Laker game is a privilege, whether you paid for it or someone gifted you with mm-hmm. the seats or whatever. Mm-hmm. And at any game, you know that it's a family affair. Yeah. Now, I'll give, I'll play devil's advocate. There are Laker girls out there with their asses out Mm -hmm. and, you know, they titties out and their bodies are out and Mm -hmm. there is this thing that it's right there. So I'm not saying that women like J-Lo and Lizzo and all of this can't do whatever it is that they want to do. 
I just feel like we have to be aware. I know that when J Lo was front row at the Lakers game with her all her husbands and boyfriends, she wasn't sitting up there with her ass out. Yeah. She just wasn't. So, uh, you know, and, and moving past that, Lizzo, I just want to say I think there's some hurt there. Um, like for maybe from childhood or trauma where you didn't get to be your free self. Oh, there's a therapy session. I'll let them do that. Yeah, she needs it. Yeah. And there and, and for other reasons, you know, she no longer has her father. Mm-hmm. I don't know her personally. Yeah. Uh, she's not a client or anything, but I do and I wouldn't talk about her if she was, but I do feel like there is an energy around um us acting out when mm-hmm. we don't get that proper therapy and that proper mental assistance yeah, as I kids or, or middle. Especially when you're in that in the limelight like that, everyone's your yes man. So everything that you think is right is going to be right because you said it was. Correct. Because I, I, do it. And I said that. I said, oh, she ain't got no friends that's mm-hmm. going to tell her no, sis. That yeah. ain't the look. And so ass cheeks on the seat, no. Going up for you. I just looked at a picture. She has on a full two-piece bathing suit on the yeah. beach. And I, I mean, I'm here for it. You... I don't think big girls should not be able to wear a two-piece because other people are uncomfortable. Right. If you're comfortable in your two-pieces, I, I keep it a buck. 80% of the skinny girls out here, quote-unquote, shouldn't be in no two-piece. Mm-hmm. But they are, and it's okay to have cellulite. It's okay to have yeah. titties that are sitting up. It's okay to we have all a come in different ass. shapes and sizes. Yeah. I think but for me with Lizzo, and I guess maybe channeling Jill Scott a little bit with this too, because, well, Jill Scott's different because... I, the reason Jill Scott comes up is because of the whole BBW thing and how mm. Jill Scott gets a pass and more respect uh, for being a bigger girl than Lizzo does and what's the difference, blah, blah, blah. I think that Jill Scott just kind of exudes... Because Jill Scott don't even really be naked like that, number one. She be sucking that mic, though. She but, form fit and she does her thing or whatever, mm-hmm. but I don't know why, I guess, with her, it's a bit more sensual. It's a, it, it is sexual, but with it's, Lizzo, Lizzo is like shocked value like yeah, everything I'm is the like Nicki Minaj, I'm the you know uh Stephanie what's her real name? I mean her, Lady Gaga yeah. you know I'm, I want to give you the sensationalized energy behind the sex mm-hmm. and I'm going to put it in your face and and you're not going to tell me so here's the bigger conversation the bigger conversation is people have been wanting to say oh why did big girl up there doing all that that's mm-hmm. what everyone's been wanting to say and that Lakers game scenario gave them platform to do that finally yeah. and so it was a mashup of We've been wanting to say something about the big girl gyrating on stage, but we couldn't because we want to accept her body, you know, mm-hmm. and we want to be politically correct. But the real thing is, Jill Scott been up there giving y'all, you know, sexual innuendos and things like that. It's just Jill is older. Yeah. Well, the other thing we have to remember here, Lizzo's not even 25. She's like 25. Mm-hmm. And so that whole, you are becoming aware and know, oh shit, sex feels good. Oh, I've had sex with dudes that give me orgasms. Like you're going through the the gamut of your sexual experience, I think, in your 20s, which is why I also say another show for another topic, but marriage is not for your 20s, but we'll get on that in another show. But, <laughs> um, you know, tw- your 20s to me are about discovering your body, discovering yourself, how you relate to other people, how sex works for you, uh, what works for you in the bedroom, and if sex can be, you know, carried on and married and committed to one person. But, you know, another story. Um, I do think that... Um, you know, speaking of, you know, pulling up on Lizzo and all of that, the whole thumb thug thing, um, <laughs> I was re- I was recently challenged with the idea of like, okay, so are we still like pulling up on people in DMs and comments? Because Mace pulled up on Diddy. Puff, he did. Love, whatever he mm-hmm. goes by now. Um, I mean, do you think that like he was the Suge Knight of the East Coast? Like, what do you think? Like, uh, quietly? Diddy? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, where, I mean, where are they now? And I heard that and the only person that of them. I heard the only person that owns any of their royalties is Faith, and I feel like that has everything to do with Biggie. Little Biggie, probably more yeah. than likely. I mean, Mace wasn't wrong. He wasn't wrong. I mean, I feel like he called, Mace, he called a thing a thing. I, I mean, it's more so in his in his older age now. I guess he's trying to change his narrative or whatever, and 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 and. and all of us are black and we need to be together and we need to own everything and do all that but you've been owning everything and, and you, you was all give, up in the videos you huh? don't give it to people and Shook said that a long <laughs> damn time ago he's been said that shit y'all come to come to death row yeah. y'all want somebody all up I in have the an ultimate respect for him um, but it, 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 it sucks because it, you're taking advantage of people who want to be a star I want to be a celebrity so at the end of the day I'm working with Puff I'm gonna sign whatever it is absolutely and you end up getting messed up in the end. I think what I didn't care to learn in that conversation was that Mace actually offered to pay to, him. Yeah, yeah, So for me to put $2 million on the table, you don't want to sell me my work back? Mm-hmm. The fact that I have to buy it back from you is its yeah. own conversation. But 
I think what's heartbreaking is that as a black man, you don't want that black man's family to live and yeah. flourish. Yeah, and I bet it's more heartbreaking because at that time they were friends. They were friends. Like that's yeah. your brother. Y'all was making magic at that time. It wasn't like a Danny Kane or a Day Twenty Six thing. <laughs> Y'all, well, y'all was like in the trenches building bad boy and y'all was really, really doing that. So for you to just take everything and move it over here, and I don't know how to do it. We don't know how it fell apart in the 90s and what happened and why Mace became a preacher and all that. Uh-oh. But yeah, at this point, give him his things. I mean, give him his some things. of it's them, a bad, some. It might have been a bad breakup, but give him his his suitcase with his items <laughs> and let him go to his respectful corner and you go to your respectful corner but I didn't really realize they had residual beef but I had zero idea mm-hmm. that you know I just thought when we got to like the 90s like the late 90s and the 2000s people became more liberated within I just feel like Prince didn't die mm-hmm. or fight his entire career to tell mm-hmm. y'all to emancipate yourselves and yeah. do all that for people not to have gone into these record deals with yeah. more legalities in place but I do think that you know the music industry has always been a shady place I mm-hmm. keep saying it's a drug mm-hmm. game mm-hmm. so it's music uh, industry, the drug game, and the food game. You mm. know, we, we all kind of mm. come up on our coin the same way. Um, but I do think that Puff is like one of our last, like, you know, legendary moguls who really built something from nothing. Yeah. And I think it's a disservice for his legacy to not honor those people's mm-hmm. hard work. You have more than enough money. Yeah. Your children are more than enough, you know, financially secure, all mm-hmm. of them from top to bottom. Yeah. And I think that it's just only right for those people to be able to secure their families the same way mm-hmm. in an attempt. Um, so, yeah, I mean, if y'all gonna be thumb thugs, make sure, it's, you know, y'all gonna get a check from me, you know, stop pulling up on people on these. Y'all are mean. I have gotten on the internet and I'm like, oh, I follow this person and they made this comment. I am ashamed, <laughs> like, to be. Or no, if you're gonna do it, be mace. Come with your facts and come with, come with your, your, your real story. Don't just pull up on people and just be like, you all selfish. You don't even know them. If you, you have some type of stake in the situation, like, y'all are just bullies all over the place. It's ridiculous. this week um eyelashes (laughs) it is a epidemic it is worse than the coronavirus it (laughs) is i just i don't understand it and it started out cute you know a couple years ago when when it got really trendy and like jamal buster was out here selling them and different people now I don't understand. They just got longer and thicker and longer and thicker. <laughs> As eyelashes are supposed to be individual like hairs across your eye. It should not be a big black strip. It should not look like a Detroit Spritz waterfall <laughs> off top of your head. It should not look like a bang. Okay, first of all. It is a eyelash. It's to enhance your eye, not draw notice to the top of your face. It's, it, I can feel wind when you blink. It's a mess. It's, it's got to stop. It, uh, I agree, and I am, like, when I say, so I have a, it's a quick story, but not a long story. When my father, the, okay, when I speak about my dad, sometimes, sometimes y'all just have to just, I'll push past some very important facts, but don't dwell on it. When my father <laughs> was killed, uh, I had to go to the hospital, of course, and do a lot of things, and so his girlfriend was there, and the comedic relief that I have about that moment is when his girlfriend walked up to me, this lady had, like, eight spiders crawling across her face. When I say she had 15 strips of lashes on, I was like... Like she stacked them up. She stacked them up. She came looking like, I am the girlfriend. I need to, you know, claim my man. I need yeah. to, you know... All that. And I'm like, sis, like, she she was talking to me, was like, snuffle up against was waving my nose and my <laughs> cheek tails. I'm like, yo, like, that was my first encounter with, like, mm-hmm. fake lashes like that. And I just don't think people even realize that they look crazy. They look crazy. And then the thing is, like, y'all like to get up, not y'all, but y'all, y'all like to get up in the morning and just slap them on and some lip gloss and that's it. If you're going to draw all that attention to your face, you need to smooth the rest of that out. You're going to have to go gotta, and put like, some foundation If you're going to do it, go ahead But and I do think that's it. actually people's reason. So the funny thing about individual lashes, mm-hmm. I find the women that get individual lashes will tell you the reason they're getting them is so that they don't have to do the strip lashes yeah, yeah. and they want to look natural and beat. So they yeah. have the big lashes, um, no foundation, a mm-hmm. red lip, and they go to the gym. Mm-hmm. Like that's their thing. And I respect trying to be cute, like in the gym if you're single. And you but like yours, now you have a strip on now. But uh-huh. the individual ones, they look nice and clean, and they're just an enhancement for your eyes. They just don't draw the attention. 
those strips. I, I just I just don't understand it. I mean, were you just coming for my strips just now, or was you? Just no, no, no. Your strips are you got good strips on too. But okay, so the other thing is the bandwidth. Yeah, literally, like the band so, will be too. All right, now I don't know all that. Go ahead. Okay, well it'll be. So what you're seeing is like a heavy, cheap band. Uh huh. When they're a more, you know, polished, finished product, they have a very thin band. Okay, yeah, yeah. And then they have very like lashes that have space between them. These uh-huh. waterfall spritz bangs, um, they're reverse. Uh, <laughs> they're they're tight and they're tr- they're trying to look full. Got That's a whole their black thing. spoiler on your eye. I just. Like you a damn Porsche. Like you a Porsche. I don't know what's happening, but I do know that thing. And I feel the same way about eyebrows. I don't think we're addressing <laughs> these Sharpies. And, you know, my girlfriend mm. Joanna, uh, shout out to Joanna Simkin, uh, makeup artist to the stars. Follow her. She's amazing and, and does beautiful um, black skin. She just understands, ma'am, when you fill in your brows, you don't have to do... Like, these brows are not even filled. I just, you know, mm-hmm. brush. I, I'm blessed with my natural brows. Mm-hmm. I got that from my daddy. At the end of the day, I feel like you don't have to do all that. I know women that don't have any brows. I understand your plight. Uh-huh. You may have had cancer. I understand all of that. But there are still services that will come and like yeah. give you brows without you looking. I like, even know I learned recently you can do brow extensions. Yes, well, just like just glue her to your face. Yeah, they they basically do like the same way they put the extensions. That's just crazy lashes. to me. But I, I mean, I think all this comes from the world that we live in of like the waist snatching apps and uh-huh. you know contouring. Y'all be dr- looking like you know the drag queens, and you're not trying to look like a drag queen. Drag queens know what they're doing, and it's intentional. Yes, it's supposed to be exaggerated. Exaggeration, correct? You people are doing. You just trying to suck in their nose. That, that you old, that, that Patty Labelle taught y'all just mm-hmm. go get it chopped in half. Don't do don't even. Don't even worry about the juice. You not leave Patty alone. I don't know, but Patty got she showed us what a good nose job is leave, for black women. Leave her alone. Anyway, okay, Auntie, you know I love you and your pies and all the things. We'll talk about it. Um, <laughs> so speaking of you know being snatched and trying to look like a snack online, it's time for black snacks. Let's talk about our snacks. I don't have any snacks today. I, I have know. two snacks. I made it for you. Because, okay. you know, it's also like BBW lit today. So I have two snacks. Oh, uh, you didn't right. bought this old damn charcuterie board ice cream shit. Yeah. Okay. So Girl. I'm like a huge fan of like amazing ice cream, but I don't get that experience very often. And so I don't know if y'all are familiar with Jenny's, but Jenny's, you can actually get online and get it shipped to you on like GoBelly.com. GoBelly, I need my check, okay? Because I'm plugging out real good right now. If there's any food you're craving, you can pretty much find it on GoBelly and they will ship it direct to your home. Okay. We didn't do that this case. We ordered on Uber Eats. We paid $80 for it to come to us, but we have it. So. You ordered that. Well, I, I ordered you some too. We're just not going to feature that one. Because it's a nice, it. regular American flavor. I don't know what this shit is. So Jenny's goat cheese ice cream. You heard? Did y'all hear that correctly? Goat, goat cheese, cheese ice, ice cream. cream. Okay, with red cherries. It is a charcuterie board without the meat. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a cheese board, and I think it's beautiful. And I think that we need to get outside of our box of vanilla and peaches and cream. I don't have that. I didn't say you did. I said us, we, as in I have all of southern us. butter pecan. Well, <laughs> look, you grandma's That's your too. grandma flavor. <laughs> and, and it's her favorite. And so, you know, I'm just, I'm going to let RJ taste it for y'all you so he me? can tell y'all. I'm, I don't really care for goat cheese as a chef. I'm not a huge goat cheese fan. Why would you give me that big old scoop? Just scoop some of that off. <laughs> because I want you to have it all. You need one bite. You well, need the cheese board and a bite. That's the, that's the same scoop. You no, didn't do not. nothing. You didn't have. change it. I cut it in half. I got sensitive teeth. I can't eat that much ice cream. Just put it in the back of your throat. That's what he said. That's what she said. Here. Oh, my God. Just put it back there. She been raping me, y'all. Anyway, goat cheese is an amazing thing. It it actually goes really well with sweet things. Mm. Um, It can be a little tangy, but I think it's very balanced. And if you appreciate... I'm not a real dessert person. Like, I have to really have an amazing dessert to be like, ooh, Mm. I'm going to do that. But you got it. Mm -hmm. He went back for the second one, y'all. Let's say mm-hmm. it's good. That's interesting. Mm-hmm. I don't hate it. I'm glad you don't hate it. I know you wouldn't order it, but I just wanted to bless you. Oh, well, he got some more, y'all. I just was trying to balance it with the cherry. The cherry's big. The cherry is, but it's very sour cherry. <laughs> the cherry is big. That was she said. Pop it. Okay. Second snack. Second snack. Okay. Okay. So you know, moms. I know you didn't you know. stole Zoe snacks. I was about to say, you know. So let's probably go in the lunchbox. Mamas, y'all know, we be cleaning the house and, like, getting the kids' stuff ready for after school and all that. And, you know, sometimes they snacks start looking good to us. And so these kids, these... So I want you to try these. These are a gummy... It's a, you know, fruit snacks. But these are by Annie. And so Mm -hmm. I used to buy this kind of shit for my clients. Mm -hmm. Because, you know, I feel like 
they want the look of organic everything yeah. and you know whole juices whole berries for their kids but their kids are still kids and they be at the daycare looking for mm-hmm. like, or the man be giving them snacks off their purse mm-hmm. so this is um annie's homegrown brand you know they make mac and cheese they make all kind of stuff but these bunny fruit snacks y'all i love the summer strawberry flavor they have a tropical one and some everything else they make is bland Okay, so I was going to say, I'm not a fan of, like, their actual product yeah. uh, on the shelf. But these little um, snacks, as a chef, you're going to understand what I'm saying when you bite into okay. it. You got a good little mouthfeel. Mm-hmm. Oh. Execute. Oh, texture. Yeah. Even though gummies can either be a little too chewy, Correct. too soft. Mm-hmm. They have, like, a little... It's a pectin bite. For my food, my food science people. Pectin. That's a good flavor. Mm-hmm. Okay, fruit snacks. I mean, you get, like, a little... Cocktail in your mouth because there's like two different kinds of strawberry I think in your hand, mm-hmm. but it's really good. And you know, okay. it's like 11 grams of sugar, so you only need to do a whole lot of these. It's one pack a day, but it has like to- tapioca sugar, cane sugar, uh, pear juice is in here. All right, you ain't got going all that. Anyway, these good, y'all. Okay, that might Throw. be my new um herbal essence snack. What is it? My herbal essence snack. Oh, I'm just saying, yeah. And mm-hmm. so that was actually the reason that happened. Because herbal essence is, I need like a chewy something uh-huh. for whatever reason. And that's it. So you'll be making that baby uh, lunches mm-hmm. while you be on herbal essence. I don't eat them when I'm, I mean, I don't eat, I don't be making her lunch. That See how she lies, she just stuttering a lot all through it. Anyway, mm-hmm. Black Snacks. Go to blacksnacks.com and get your Black Snacks things. You can do that? Yeah. That's the website? Mm-hmm. Oh, do we own that? We do. We can get a t shirt. Oh, okay. Oh. Oh, yeah. no, you do on it. Okay, my yeah. bad. I'm making sure we ain't got to pay nobody for these plugs or we getting First paid. First of all, Annie need to run us a check and so does Jenny. Jenny girl mm-hmm. and go belling. Y'all can run us a check. But anyway, we just like y'all to have good snacks. We charge the other people. Heard. Black, 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 my skin's so black, my everything, black, 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 happy Black History Month. Happy Black History Month. It is our time to celebrate everything that is us and all we've been through and all we've endured and triumphed in and all of those good things. I think that being black is the best thing ever. Like, I, I would never be anything else. I love it. No matter what comes with it, we are some amazing people. Yeah, y'all are black, y'all are special. And I think that we have to do our best and our due diligence to manage our culture because everybody want to be it. Mm-hmm. And, you know, those uh, Kardashians, you know, they definitely led the pack in this generation mm-hmm. of stealing our booties and our men. Everything. And everything, yeah. Lips, skin color, hair, baby hairs. Baby hairs. Babies. Edge control. They've stolen edge control. I also saw Kanikalon and Kim's hair, but that's just another story. Like, when did it become okay for Kim to wear braid hair from the beauty supply in her face? I blame her stylist, but I also blame her for just not asking, like, where does this come That's from? That's when Kendall reinvented French braids. You remember? Oh, I do remember uh, cornrows. Mm-hmm. And I just want to know, how does one still like, a slave hairstyle, and also known as this hairstyle black women wear every day to wear in our wigs, as now the cool thing to wear out in the public, and it's just what it is. We all know why. That's a very easy answer, but hey, it's I mean, our society. Privilege is a thing. So what are black people going to do to start reenact, not reenacting, reestablishing that it is privileged to be black? Like, mm-hmm. I think white people have their white privilege, but we've earned this fucking privilege that we have, and I think we got to <laughs> do better. Like, stop letting everybody come to y'all cookouts. And y'all's fucking rib shack parties. Stop doing that. Like, I agree with that. I feel like we need to take it back. I feel like we live in a different day and age where social media and the internet has changed a lot of things. We can research and learn a lot of stuff. But before, like, our stuff was our stuff because we the only ones that knew about it. Like, living single and different things like that. Yeah, it's on Fox, but no one else is checking for that. That's Black Night when living single and Martin, come on. We're not watching that. But we knew what that was. And they are cultural icons that we kept. And now people are finding out about them years later and different things like that. We need to take our stuff back. We need to... Deep conversation. We need to learn how to work together. Unity. We have too many things going on and too many people doing the same things. As far as the larger aspects of our society or larger things that would make us better, 
Um, we have too many people doing too many things. Beyond that, we don't have enough people doing enough things. Where are our black telecommunications companies? Where are our, our black banks? Where are our black things? We have those things, but they're far and few in between. And if they are, it's one bank here, one bank here, one bank here. Merge them motherfuckers together, and let's create a bigger bank this that have more assets man. and more money. Like, we want to own our own stuff always, all the time. And I'm such a collaborative person. Like, I, I love to bring people into spaces that I'm in. Like, yeah. that's one of my favorite things to do. People will tell you that. Tiffany love a team. If I can pull a team together, it's my favorite thing to do. And I just wish that we were so many of us weren't so stingy mm -hmm. with our gifts and our access and our resources yeah. because everyone's not resourceful mm -hmm. like black people as a like at base level we resourceful as fuck like mm -hmm. we'll turn a broom into like a fly swatter whatever <laughs> we gotta do you know that's what we do but beyond that even within our own little tribe there everyone's not as resourceful as the next person everyone doesn't have as much access as the next person and actually another thing that like is food for thought but also burns my biscuits is like people that have a like a business card that says AT&T and you work at AT&T Urban or whatever they call the black people part mm -hmm. um, or you work with an agency and then they don't want like if I meet you at a party you give me your card I email you about an opportunity the audacity of you to like not email me back and like just say hey I'm not interested in doing something or I'm not mm -hmm. interested like that gets on my nerves you are a key person mm -hmm. because I you look like me so I'm not saying I'm entitled to your access, but, but just we communicate. Look out for each other, yeah. We should look out for each other. And if we can't look out for each other, communicate. Mm -hmm. Hey, I received your document. I think your event looks great. Yeah. We may not be a good fit for it. Or we've already closed out all of our budget for mm -hmm. this year. Just say those things. It is annoying as hell to meet people that have access and won't even communicate that. Yeah. Either A, they can't give you their access, or B, they can, just not now, or whatever needs yeah. to be said. We just we have to do better with what we do have access to. So Y'all get on my nerves when y'all talk about Atlanta and y'all have these issues with Atlanta. People have their things to Atlanta. say. Um, I was born in Bray Hill. I wasn't born here, but I feel like I was reborn here because I moved here right after high school. But the reason I love Atlanta is because this is a black-ass city. We have a black mayor named Keisha. Hey, we Keisha. We have all kind of black judges and black congressmen and everything. But beyond that, we have a lot of black people in higher-level VP um, positions and different things like that. My clientele is 97% black and it could be 100% easily but the thing I just love is that people look out for you my biggest driver is word of mouth because yeah. people just vouch for you and if they see your quality work and your heart your quality quality work hard work and good service they're going to put you on and they'll put you up and that's just what's been a, such a blessing for me that people just continue to support me on the strength of me being black, but also they see this black man doing, doing this well. hard work, yeah, and they're absolutely. just gonna put you on. So, and we deserve. I think that's another thing that we don't acknowledge enough. Like, I'm a black girl that can go and dance next to white chefs. You're a black man that can go next, you know, next to whoever. My point is, just because it's black doesn't make it less than. And this energy that because we're black, we're not as good. It's yeah. not the black business and the white business. Exactly. I'm gonna just pick the white business because I know there ain't gonna be no da 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 da. -da business, no Negro business or whatever. I have cultural patience. I, I try to execute beautifully said. I, I try to that's the I thing, try. That, that's the thing. These the white businesses and the white places, they started with amazing credit, uh, a trust fund or whatever the case may be. So they were able to jump into this business and open it from scratch brand new with amazing marketing budget, brand new building all this stuff. We don't have that luxury. Mm -hmm. So we will stumble. We will have issues. We will have things that go wrong. And the first thing that goes wrong, you want to not even just not mess with them anymore. You got a bad mouth yeah. from dragging through the yeah, mud. And that's what's keeping us down. Yeah, like, the their cultural, cult, that. what'd you say? Cultural, cultural patience. Mm -hmm. That's very important. The, the Asian people they keep going to their people. The Mexican people, or sorry, Latino, excuse me. Um, we have a large uh, Latino population mm -hmm. here, and they congregate kind of in the same area off of Buford Highway or whatever. They have their own taxi companies. They don't do Uber and Lyft or none of that. They don't ride the bus. They have their own bus company that mm -hmm. comes up and down Buford Highway. They have all their own businesses, and they eat there, and they trust them. And New York is the same way. In, exactly. Bro in Brooklyn, you know, there's a Jewish community, and I'm envious mm -hmm. of the Jewish community because... They actually 
quietly, when I was a kid, I studied Jewish community a lot because they didn't talk about black community. Mm -hmm. So I was obsessed with like Anne Frank and all that. Like I was obsessed with the Holocaust and because I didn't understand how something in modern world could happen like that, which is mind blowing. But I, you know, I live in Brooklyn. I go to, I go to like an area of Brooklyn that is Jewish. A lot of Brooklyn is Jewish, but there's Mm -hmm. like a neighborhood. So over in Williamsburg, you know, they are old town Jewish. So when Mm -hmm. I say old town, they have their own buses. Mm -hmm. Uh, Their kids walk up and down the street like it's nothing. Like Mm -hmm. they have no, you would see a three-year-old go to the store, pick up some milk for his mom and walk Mm -hmm. it back down the street. And nobody's going to ask this three-year-old, hey, where's your mom? Mm -hmm. Because they just trust their kids. that's where they are, yeah. Yeah, in, in that group. And, like, the police come and, you know, shut down the street for them to have a party. Like, there's this protection mm-hmm. that our culture, not us literally, black people, but society in America has protected this group because they've had threats on their life, mm-hmm. whereas we are out here hop, skipping, and dodging. And that's what's kind of confusing. That's a good point that you it's bring a, up. Yeah. A little history fact that I learned here was I used to read some Jewish culture stuff, too, especially when I lived in... Um, in Brooklyn, I was so fascinated by them and their culture. So you ever see, like, in the Jewish neighborhoods, they have those big um, uh, wrought iron, like, grates over the window. It's uh-huh. like a box, like an air conditioner should go in there. Yeah. So they have those because uh, in the 30s and 40s and shit, they couldn't uh, put their kids outside because it wasn't safe. So they have those so that the kids were able to get some fresh air. So they would wow. put their babies in those just so they can get fresh air or whatever. Um, Because they couldn't go outside or they couldn't go on a roof. They couldn't do anything because it was just unsafe. Right. That Um, makes sense. Okay. So so it's just funny to me how we kind of have a similar history. Very similar. But we don't know how to bring ourselves together like they do or like And And what I think the miss or the assumption is, is that everybody get along because they white. No. I know plenty of Jewish men that can't stand their business partners, but mm-hmm. this money makes sense. And yep. so they literally bond. Yep. I'm not saying working people you don't like. Yeah. I am saying that sometimes, again, back to resources and access, somebody has a resource and access. You need resources mm-hmm. and access. And sometimes you just have a come to Jesus meeting and, yeah. and work on it. But there's a huge thing we're missing here that if black people would just sew themselves together, mm-hmm. I, I mean this with love. I say this with love, like, if we would just sew ourselves together, if I know three other black chefs that all want to open a restaurant, why y'all all want to open one? Why the four of us can't come together and make this thing a banging thing? You take your 25%, 20 yeah. whatever it is, and be okay with not owning 100%. Be okay with that, because mm-hmm. now, the money you would have spent, hundreds of, each one of you would have spent half a million dollars, okay, to open a restaurant, mm-hmm. where you can all spend the half a million dollars and mm-hmm. take your other little couple hundred thousand and put it in your purse mm-hmm. and, and save and, and put investment into other things. I just don't think we've mastered um, teamwork. Teamwork. Yeah. And it's crazy because on the on the plantation, it had to be a little bit teamwork. I mean, but that, oh, different episodes. Okay, right. Because we we'll get stuck in Let's it. Let's light, lighten up Black History Month. Come on, Black we History Month. Light. We celebrate uh, my Black so Black. No, but you know, my celebration for us, though, this <laughs> month is our food. Like, I just think that maybe it's just because I'm but I've had a lot of food, and, I, and mm-hmm. outside of black food, when I say outside of black food, I feel like black food can be so many things mm-hmm. because we are a part of the fabric of this country. We yes. built, you a know, agriculture. Percent. We the fact, mm-hmm. you know, we built all that. So literally, literally, from you know the seed to the to the table. So I do think that we deserve to be soul food should not be itemized the way it is. Soul mm-hmm. food is American food. We have contributed an amazing you know, long list and gamut list of food mm-hmm. to this country. And, you know, I mean, I love a good, you know, chicken fried rice, a little Asian, whatever. But mm-hmm. I feel like there's a comfort in all of our food, the, the running of the of the gamut here. Mm-hmm. So I do think that ultimately celebrate with food. You know, we we have, we celebrate with food. We People die, we eat food. I mean, we, we love food as uh, the black community so i want to know what some of y'all favorite foods are i want y'all to like email us i think rj and i may do something where we like cook like some of our favorite like why is it a macaroni and cheese war all the time like i just feel like everybody feel like they gotta be the best at like macaroni and cheese but there's so many like really cool recipes and mm-hmm. food things that really it might be like your auntie's dip and like mm-hmm. that's fire but nobody ever get a chance to eat it because they worry about the macaroni and cheese right million dollar macaroni and cheese that's mine i know all right i just want to you know make sure people so are ordering. back up if they live in Atlanta, they need to order it. They do. Or, you know, maybe... CateringbyRJ.com. Hey. <laughs> we love to see it. Mm-mm-mm. But, I mean, as far as macaroni and cheese and soul food restaurants are concerned, cultural patience, yes. Mm-hmm. But customer service and start day goddamn one. Well. And, and so, if, if you want to yelp about a business and their poor customer service, 
I ain't got nothing to say on that because you can help that. If they happen to run out of macaroni and cheese one day because, you know, they're working with their inventory and trying to figure it out, get them a second. But when you walk in, and I'm sorry, if you're able to get in because they opened at 10 and it's 10.45 and they still not open yet, and then you get in there, don't nobody greet you, don't nobody talk to you, don't nobody do that. It, it's not a fun experience all the time. And don't get me started on a Jamaican or Caribbean restaurant. Ooh. I just, I, I, I don't need you to kiss my ass, but I just don't understand why our establishments have the worst customer service ever. It doesn't make any sense. Or, and then y'all mad because they out here gentrifying macaroni and cheese and fried chicken and stuff. Well, yeah, but when you go to that place, I'm going to get my food. It's going to be hot. It's going to come fast. Someone will greet me. Someone will say hi to me. The price is going to be right. It's not going to be no haggling or nothing. And it's just an easier process. It's not as stressful to deal with to get a damn chicken plate. Heard. I mean, I do think that even us being black in other situations, like, you know, we don't go to Walmart often, but when we do, you know, the black girl got an attitude, and it's like She can't wait to get off. Well, girl, you, y'all opened an hour ago. And, and... <laughs> Why are you telling me? Go tell your coworker. Tell like your I, boss. Tell anybody. If you want this job, you want it, but you're going to have to be here for your seven, eight-hour shifts. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm, I'm sick of it, but I love us. I just want to say that. I love the hell out of us. I had a conversation with a friend about, like, basically she was trying to, like, compare it to, like, the Salon song, Mad, about how, like, you don't know what that person's going through. You don't know what their life is like, and it could be some shit going on, mm -hmm. and they have to come to work upon this face. Well, do that. Put it on the face. I, I don't know. I don't know any way, other way to say that. But at the end of the day, you gonna get more flies with honey. So if I'm coming to you and I'm nice and I'm giving you good service, and maybe I do work at Walmart, but I got good service. I'm scanning fast. I don't know who you are. You might hire me at Target, and now yeah. I didn't leveled up, but because I gave you the customer service. But instead, if I'm just giving you this horrible attitude. You probably gonna have one back because I'm giving a horrible attitude. Now I didn't cuss you out, you didn't cuss me out. I didn't got fired, and your cycle continues to be fucked up all because of your bad attitude. Your bad attitude. I just, it just and as just a business, be nice. and as a business owner, I've been that person. Like I've seen somebody like working at a restaurant. They're like diligent. I see that they are the hard worker at there. Mm -hmm. What's your number? What do you have a card? Do you have information? Because as a business owner who's always shopping for front of house people or people that represent my brand and my business. Um, or come run an event for me or do whatever. I love to see little diligent people that are on it 100% because yeah. I'll snatch them up. So at the end of the day, we love our food. We don't want a ginger fire. We want to keep going to our black soul food restaurants. But level up, y'all, just with, at least with the customer service. Anything else, I can give you patience. So we tweak the recipes, do what you got to do. Y'all got them, them forks y'all got from uh, Dollar General, and you can't even really pick up a, anything mm -hmm. heavier than, like, two macaroni noodles where that bitch going to be in a break off or whatever. That's fine. I'll figure it out. Yeah. But can we at least get the customer service aspect? Can we be nice? That's it. That's it. It's that simple. Super simple. <laughs>history episode which we didn't even really mean for it to be a black history episode but happy black history month but just so you know it's gonna be a black episode every damn time because we just some black ass people and that's just how black it goes and this is for us it's for everyone but we will not be unapologetic about the black things that we talk about um to lighten the mood just a smidge Ew. because we are already read y'all about y'all customer service and working together and all that and everybody um let's play a little game and what game are we playing? We're going to call this um, Either Or. Hey. I want you to just answer with the first thing that comes to mind. Mm. If it's something that is a little interesting, I'm going to ask you a follow-up question or ask for a reason why you chose such a thing. Okay. All okay. right? You ready? I'm ready. You ready? Kind of. Okay. Because I'm not sure what we're doing, but I'm going to stop. This is, what's this going to happen? I'm closing my eyes. <laughs> All right. Pay LaBelle or Gladys Knight? Ooh, Pay LaBelle. I, you know, so quietly, Patti LaBelle is on my, like, bucket list to, number one, work with, and number two, see in concert, because mm -hmm. I've seen Gladys Knight, like, 22 times in concert. Oh, okay. um, I love Gladys Knight. She's a little soulful, and Patty's a little envelope pusher in a lot of ways for a me. Diva, yeah. She's a diva. She's mm -hmm. everyone's auntie. She is, like, her, you know, she get to it in her lyrics. Mm -hmm. I just feel like Gladys is, like, leaving on a midnight train to Georgia. We don't know where she went. <laughs> no, she left. It was a midnight train. Yeah, though. she got on the last one. overnight. Yeah, Patty Labelle or Aretha Franklin. Ooh, 
Okay. Ooh, that's so shit. Quick, 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 Aretha. quick, quick. All right. Aretha. Why Aretha over Patty? Um, so Is I, it because of the way she shaded her at the White House that time? I do think about that from time to time. That was just, That was so much shade. That was I mean, everything. Mother pushed, she pushed past. <laughs> it wasn't even... It was not graceful, but it's fine. Um, I think Aretha, because I've always had an affinity for her. The crazy mm-hmm. thing, I was with one of my very best friends, and we had just finished playing a whole day, and we were in Martha's Vineyard just riding around, and we was playing uh, Mother Aretha, and mm-hmm. she passed. Like, it was the wildest thing, and I've always felt very connected Ooh, to her. It was gosh. heavy. I'll be mean to get That's heavy, but this what happened. And so, I just love her. Like, I love, Natural Woman is just such, mm-hmm. like, a good song, and I think if people really listen to those lyrics, mm-hmm. it's beautiful. And I also love that she straddled, like, gospel, mm-hmm. you know, her dad being um, a pastor mm-hmm. and all of that. I just think she just played such a very fine role. I did not care for her not having a will. And I'm not going to yell at her about that. But other than that, um, I think, and I just love she was just a big girl. You know, big titties. Yeah. She, she had, knew, she, she knew she was big. Uh-huh. She also did not fly. I just, I, I can I tell you, I love that about just her. Just like Whoopi. Like, <laughs> Whoopi's like, hey, I'll get there whenever I get there. You get you a, I'm going to catch my bus. And y'all better pick me up. <laughs> Shit. And I also like that she wore like a lot of fur uh-huh. over them big arms. Like she, she had that grandma she, pot arm. Uh, did, you, did you ever hear the story about her and her purse? Oh shit! No, I don't think so, so she always she always had a purse all the time, mm-hmm. and she always would bring her purse on stage. <laughs> she don't trust her people. So she always bought her purse on stage. If you watch footage, you'll see it. Like she'll bring the purse, she'll sit on top of the piano, start playing, or she'll set it down the side by her oh microphone. My God. But the reason is because back during that time, and still maybe up until today, whenever she came to perform, she wanted her booking in cash. Oh. So she would take her cash and put it in her purse. And she was gonna keep that shit next to her, close <laughs> so, to her heart. So must say, look, it's going right here on yeah. the piano where I can see it. That's a true story. Hey, I love like it. look at some of my performances, you'll see it. She always that got is that purse around her, her little, on her little, little shaking arm, arm. Yeah, her grandma pot arm. arm. Mm, that was a good question. <laughs> um, this ain't either either or, either or. Should Jennifer Hudson play Aretha Franklin? Ooh. Okay, so I think uh, it's so funny that you said that because as soon as you asked about her, I was like, oh, we should talk about the biopic because that's like a thing. It's not a biopic no more, so you got to be alive for that. But mm-hmm. her autobiography movie, whatever we're going to call that. I struggle with this because I feel like now Jennifer has been typecast as fat black gospel. Mm-hmm. And we just kind of accept her in these epi. I just feel like she's epi white. Every as- single time. They just need to do a Dream Girls too. That's where she shine. Name she something. Did. I, I respect Jennifer. She is an amazing artist and yes. an amazing talent. But name something since Dream Girls that shook the table. I mean, nothing shook the table. And I liked all her songs, but it's always this shaky, gospely, fat black voice. And mm-hmm. I'm like, girl, my best friend. Now we talk about all the time. We like fat black, like that, and we be yeah. talking about Jennifer. And I love her, but she doesn't have another sound. It is yeah. gospel, and there's mm-hmm. nothing wrong with that. No. So to the point. I do think she deserves to play the role because who I can't really think of anyone right now that I just it would be a no name person. Yeah. In my mind. Yeah. Um, I feel like Fanny could play, you know, Fantasia could do it. Uh-huh. I just think that Jennifer has already been Effie. So Effie is it's, Aretha yeah. and we just gonna have to eat that. Yeah. I mean I guess the thing for me too is that Jennifer Loud. Aretha was loud, but they two different types of loud. Correct. And everybody loud just can't be Jennifer. I feel like if Patty were to go and Gladys were to go, they gonna try to put Jennifer on. And every that's what one I mean. She not things. she not the fat black lady with the short wigs. Stop doing that. She not even fat no more. That's though. what I'm saying. Like yeah. y'all, and that's the other thing. Y'all keep pushing her into this role of who she used to be. Mm-hmm. And I'll never forget this. Actually, I met Jennifer the first time I met her. I was in LA, and I would. Matter of fact, her mother and her brother got rest their soul were with her. Um, she was on American Idol. That skin was so bad. I felt so bad for her. But I walked up to her in that grocery store. I was in Ralph's in downtown LA. And I walked up to her and I said, you are doing a beautiful job representing black women. And she said, thank you so much. And she was so, um, the way she said thank you, you know, mm-hmm. she was just that same person. And she was so genuine and um, just really felt, I think, a mantle on her shoulder about how she represented black uh, big girls. And mm-hmm. I think that, you know, you could tell her mom and her brother were like her protectors. And that's why she had them with her and, you know, to give her that sense of home of being in Chicago or whatever. But she was always a sweet girl. And it has always been throughout the years that I've seen her on set and things like that. She's a nice lady. Um, I think she's beautifully, uh, you know, drained and dropped the weight, you know, and she still looks good. That head big, but that's what happened when big girls lose her. Oh, Our head We're going to stop it there. Okay, that's fine. Rihanna or Beyonce? Ooh, don't, Beyonce. That was easy. Yeah. Was uh, you easy. better have said it. Yeah, I didn't want to get snapped. I don't even need no, I don't even need no um, other ones with that. Not Rihanna or Beyonce, no. Um, I don't have any more questions. Do me. Okay, I'll do you. Um, big Luther, Little Luther. 
I don't know the difference. Oh, hurt. That's a little before my time. Oh, okay. You're trying to call me old right now. Okay. We'll fast forward since you don't know Big Luther or Little Luther. I'm I can't. Sorry. It's okay. Um, Luther, period, though. Luther, though. Right? I like but I feel like he sounds the same. Like, I've listened to his so, whole catalog, but I've never like, seen him perform live, really. <laughs> so I don't know what the difference is. He sounds the same to me. I agree that he sounds the same. I think it was different personalities. So oh. you would you would definitely have had to been like you know old enough to like yeah. look at interviews and oh, bitch, I'm, I'm snatched. Okay. You know energy. I'm drinking Kool Aid out of Mikasa energy. Like mm-hmm. that's how he was. And so anyway, it, it is definitely something you would have had to. I wish he could have been who he really was. I wish he could have been his authentic self. Say, say and I'm gonna twice. leave the fair where it is on that. Oprah or Wendy Williams. Shut the fuck up talking to me. <laughs> Oprah. Okay. And the. I Why? used to like Wendy, mm-hmm. um, even for her crassness and her, her her tacky ways or whatever. But the thing that got me and what took me off of Wendy was that goddamn Aaliyah movie. Oh. And everyone said the movie was bad. There was no one that did not say that movie was good. Like, it, it was horrible. It was bad in so many different ways. And she got up there the next day, and she said... Well, it was the second thing, second most watched thing on Lifetime, whatever. So thank you for watching. Bitch. That ain't good. Excuse you. <laughs> you not gonna, and then she moved on to the next topic like it wasn't nothing. I mean, Twitter was on fire that mm. night. And she, that's all she gonna say. Like, <laughs> I got my coin. After you drugged that girl's legacy through the mud, yeah, after her girl. family did not want you to do it, so the least you could have did was taking the movie and did a good job of it. Right. No, you took, you picked up them scraps because the other company dropped it, and you said, well, I'm going to do it anyway. And the way you made it seems like you don't like the little girl. I mean, not the little girl, but you don't like Aaliyah. And that's the way it came out. And for you to stand in your shit like that... It, she she's, gets very... And not even standing your shit. To stand in your shit and, and, and paint the shit gold, I didn't like that. I did not care for that. I hated Come on, go play the so shit. She lost me from that. I'm big on integrity, and I know mm. she ain't really got much, but after that, I just... It, it, it just... I lost it. I forget, I forgot about that. That's a mm-hmm. good point. Okay, so Mexico or Miami? <laughs> um, Miami? Why? Um, well, to be honest, I have not explored enough of Mexico. Okay. Um, I haven't been to, to Tulum or, or a couple other places, so um, I can't really give a fair thing for that. Um, well, but I, Miami, I enjoy Miami. Um, it's just a beautiful place. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I thoroughly enjoy it. Um, but Miami's kind of boring. Heard. Um, at least for me, like the times I've gone, I've had a good time, but it was never like that. Miami, like you think it's supposed to be, like 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 a Will Smith video. Yeah. It wasn't welcome to Miami. It <laughs> well, the reason also I, not, and I, I haven't been to live on Monday either. So. I've never been. I've never been to live. I've never lived at live. That's why I love that Super Bowl was Super Bowl L I V or whatever what uh-huh. that stands for. It was hilarious, and I feel like someone bid on that for that reason. Mm. Um, but I actually asked you that because I have a huge plight with Miami versus Mexico, and the reason I do is because I feel like I can go to Mexico for the same money I can go to Miami. Mm-hmm. And I've always said that. I feel like Miami is an overrated city. I don't really know what y'all are doing down there besides going to live on Mondays and like laying out at Nikki Beach. And I don't know what y'all do there. Like, because most people are not wealthy enough to have the yacht or to have like the things that I think you go to Miami and do have really great, you know, brunch from a helicopter or some shit. Like, I don't know. They're just, it's just not what y'all be painting it out to me to be. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I go up for, I love Mexico. And I think because growing up in Texas, like, Hey, I'm this is supposed to be a fast, quick round Quick. Thing. Oh, you ain't like my... Okay, you didn't yeah. like, like it. Mexico. You were just so well-traveled. You have a story for everything. I do, and I, I hate that. I wanted to do this podcast with you. <laughs> I do have a story for everything. Well, girl, we, they not going to give us two hours like that. They not. We're going to just <laughs> make it an hour real You got quick. one more question. One more question. So, my last <laughs> question is going to be... Um, I'm the producer. I'm sorry. Yeah, he keeping me in order. Mm, biscuits or toast? So, I would say biscuits. Mm. Um, my grandma, I remember her making, that's where I learned how to make biscuits. That's where I learned how to cook. But my grandma stayed with a biscuit with um, a shortening butter drop biscuit. Come with on. With buttermilk and everything. She always made biscuits. I just remember it was so delicious all the Where's time. Where's she from? Where is she, where is she from? Meridian, oh, no. Mississippi. Oh, you Midwest people are from Mississippi. Mm. That is, okay, diaspora. We should Got trace it. that one day, but. Yeah, um, I have a newfound love for toast, though. Mm. I do. You too. Um, I, 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 
don't really know where it came from. I just made some toast one day. And I had like some, oh, I made a raspberry um, jam that I um, did with a butter compound and made like a butter. raspberry compound mm-hmm. butter, whatever, for biscuits. And I had it left over and I did it on toast. And I was like, this is, this texture and everything. And Chewy. To- to- toast is underrated. It's so underrated. underrated. It doesn't get the respect it deserves. Agreed. So I, I enjoy toast, but I'm going to get a, actually get a toaster. Oh, you don't have it, so you've been doing it in the oven. Yeah. Okay. I don't have to, well, so like, yeah, I don't how dark do you like your toast, or how light? Um, like your not a Drake. Um, okay. But yeah. definitely not a Viola. Okay. Um, give me some Beyonce. Okay. Maybe like caramel color. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Okay, and you have to have like jam butter. Yeah, it has to. Yeah. I, not no dry. Got no dry toast. You know what you look like. Well, I love it. I, I, this was fun. Like, I think we should continue to do either or because I think it's a good way for people to get to know us. Yeah. It's cute. Mm. All right. Let's see it. We're going to go out. Yeah, yeah I ain't got nothing to talk about. All right, well. And I'm, I'm not going to do like episode one. Where we just sat here and kept talking and kept drinking and kept talking and kept drinking and kept talking and kept drinking. And I was drunk by the end of we the episode. We are going to keep doing that, but I mean, we're going to... But, but, but last time we had Hennessy and wine. Okay, well, this time we had... I just had, a, snacks. I just had a little white wine spritzer. Oh, I had it's, a little... We're recording simply, in the daytime this time, so I just want to I had simply, simply Lemonade. What else did you have? Mm, don't, tell, no, don't, tell, don't tell them. Don't tell them. I had don't, no, I had an adult... Herbal essence. She had she had a fruit snack. I had a fruit snack. A fruit snack. A, a real snack. Just, just one. Just a piece. Because you can't have all. Well, you held your own. I really did. I mean, I'm it's sh- nighttime. It's time to go to sleep. It's a good time to like. It's four o'clock in the oh, afternoon. Oh, exactly. Though, well, but, I need to. But you know, by the time the people really. I can see this. the difference in you though. You didn't so slowly shifted over this hour, child. Hey, That's okay. Hey. Let the groove get in there. <laughs> anyway thank you all for listening <laughs> thank y'all for coming over tonight we appreciate y'all to kitchen counter chat you y'all cause she about to eat all the snacks I'm about oh, to God. eat all the snacks I'm about to go to sleep I'm about to get that to nasty like... goat cheese ice cream don't hate on that goat cheese you know you like it that kitchen charcuterie it wasn't bad it wasn't bad uh, thank you guys for listening to Kitchen Counter Chat. Please follow us on Instagram at Kitchen Counter Chat. Uh, feel free to email email us any questions, mm. comments, or concerns, show suggestions, anything that you'd like to offer for Black Snacks um, that we can feature on the show. Um, you can email us at uh, kitchencounterchat at gmail.com. You can follow me individually. I'm Chef RJ. On Instagram, I am at It's Chef RJ, I-T-S Chef RJ. And I am at Chef the number two, Chef to the stars. Yeah, that's it. On Instagram. Um, okay, you was gonna say Edgy C is kicking in. We gotta go. <laughs> um, <laughs> no, um, I was just you had already led into the Instagram mm-hmm. side of the And also, that. guys, please uh, like, share, and uh, subscribe to our podcast so yes. that people know that we are here um, and we can get um, these numbers up and we can eventually start making some money off of this because I don't do nothing for free. Well, we're we doing this for free. I mean, the reason we're doing it is because we both talked so we got that much on Instagram, so we figured we should might as well come together and put it into a thing. Yes, we need to monetize and we need to unify. The point of this show is to show unity and collaboration. Okay, I'm not going to go off on that. There we tangent. go. Okay, because I'm sick of y'all coming at me about my stories and y'all be like, there's so many dots on your stories. I just be going through it. You might learn something. So listen to the podcast so you can learn something. All right? Hallelujah. I'm Have out. a good evening. Ow. You just